Hey teacher friends, I am insanely excited to be bringing you part two of this three-part series called Bringing Your Student Relationships to New Levels. Last week we had our very first episode about camaraderie and this week we are diving in to pillar number two. In this series, I'm talking about the three most important things that we have to do to build insanely strong relationships with our students, regardless of whether you are teaching in person, whether you are all virtual, or you are in a hybrid environment. We as educators understand that now more than ever, we have to tap in to the social emotional learning needs of our kids. And that is why we are going to be focusing on part two this week. It's going to be amazing. I promise you're going to walk away from this episode being like, oh my God, I love that idea. And I can totally use it in my classroom tomorrow. But before we get into that idea, I want to share a five-star review that was left from a listener all the way from Hawaii. It was five stars on the Apple iTunes app, and it says, Morning Motivations. I listen and re-listen to your podcast in the morning while I'm getting ready for work. You have great ideas, and I know that I can go into school with a positive outlook, even though it's not the same as what it has been. I've written down some of your quotes on note cards and posted them in my classroom as reminders to keep moving forward. Thank you and aloha from the big islands of Hawaii. Oh, I love that. I just think it's so stinking cool that that we can come together and share ideas and share love and share support from not just school to school, but from state to state, even to the big islands of Hawaii. Like, that's incredible. I know we've got listeners from every single state. We've got listeners from multiple countries. And if you haven't left a five-star review, it doesn't have to be five-star. I mean, like, maybe you're like, girl, I think it's more like a four-star. Okay, I'm cool, whatever. Like, if you haven't left a written review yet, take a second and do that at the end of this episode. It would mean so much to me and to other listeners just like this episode is going to mean so much to you and your students and your school. Here it is, part two of bringing your student relationships to new levels. I'm like amped up for this episode because it is something that I haven't talked a lot about on social media or on an episode of the podcast yet. So this is a funky fresh idea that is connected to pillar number two in what I believe are the three most important things when it comes to building relationships. Last week we had an entire episode about camaraderie, about getting kids laughing. If you haven't listened to that episode, you are definitely going to want to check it out. You can go back to previous episodes for real. It's super fun. It's super good. But today we're talking about idea number two, pillar number two, and it is focused around communication. I really think if we want to build relationships with kids, we have to communicate well with kids. And if we want to communicate well with kids, we definitely have to get them learning. Learning about each other, learning about us, learning about each other's lives. Like communication is the cornerstone for so many aspects of relationships. 
And what I'm doing in each part of this three-part series is not just throwing out the word camaraderie or not just throwing out the word communication, but we're diving into the actual definition. And I know that we all understand like, well, Monica, I know what communication is. It's, It's talking. But I think it's more than that. The actual definition of communication is the act of transferring information from one place or person or group to another. I want to say that again. When we are communicating, we are transferring information from a place or a person or group to another. And in our classroom, we usually see that from like person to person or from friend group to teacher, or from teacher to individual students. You know, like there's so many different ways that we can communicate. But at the end of the day, why are we communicating? We're doing that to learn. Learn about curriculum, learn about people, learn about important topics that, uh, that you know, we, we've been hired to teach. But communication truly, when we strip it all back, It's not just about talking. It's about putting the roots before the fruits. If we want kids to learn our curriculum, first, we have to learn about each other. I talk a lot about this in my my book called The Rooted Classroom, but if we want to see the fruits of education, the high test scores, the great attendance, the the awesome camaraderie in this school, right? Like if we want to see all of these really positive things that schools love publishing in newspapers, then we first have to focus on relationships, the true fruits of education. And communication is one of those things. And so what can we do to get kids talking? Because we often know that there's this massive wall up, right? A lot of our students just don't openly communicate with us. They're like, you're an adult. Why would I tell you that? You're my teacher. Why would I open up to you? You are, you don't even live in the same like generation as I do. You're a boomer and I'm a zoomer, right? Or like maybe you're not a boomer. I am not. I I guess I'm technically a millennial, but even as a millennial, the zoomers are often like, "You don't get it. You don't get my drip. You don't get my slang. You don't get the music that I'm listening to. So why would I communicate with you?" And so what we have to do so often is turn tools that we would use as teachers into what kids see as toys, all right? What I mean by that, like, is if we can get kids to openly communicate by almost, I don't want to say tricking them, but, like, showing them that communication can be really fun and effective, then we are having massive teacher wins. So one of my favorite ideas is actually involves a can of spam. Like, what you would find at the grocery store, like spam. Like, I guess some people call it the mystery meat. Some people call it glorious spam, but spam. So like, I'm actually holding a can of spam in my hand right now. It's not an ordinary can of spam, which I'll tell you about here in a little bit. But when I say spam, I am talking about like the acronym that stands for Special Processed American Meats. And you might be thinking, Monica, what the heck does specially processed American meat have to do with education? 
uh, quite a bit. Stick with me on this. Some people actually, this is funny, I did some research before the episode. Some people say it stands for the shoulder of pork and ham. Um, in the commercial, the most recent commercial, because Spam's making a comeback, they, at the end of the commercial, say sizzle, pork, and mmm. So there's lots of different acronyms for this mystery meat that is actually really popular in Hawaii, which is why I chose to read the uh, review from Hawaii. I actually had Spam for the first time when I was doing a keynote um, on the big island last January. Pre-COVID, I was there. And the people of Hawaii were beautiful and wonderful. And they taught me a lot about Spam. And after I came back from Hawaii, I was like, wow, I think I can do something with it. So shout out to the teachers of Hawaii who, who like totally inspired this idea. But I started um, handing out spam awards for those of you who know me for a while or maybe done a virtual event in your school or your district or maybe I've done an in-person keynote. You know that I have a trophy case full of canned items and one of those is spam and students can earn spam um, by being one of these three things or four things. I turned it into an acronym if they're being super or polite, or awesome, or majestic. See what I did there? Spam. Super positive, or polite, awesome, or majestic. They can earn the can of spam. But I've taken that idea to another level when I was recently on the Amazon, and I saw that you can buy a spam safe. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on the inside of this can of Spam, there's not actually pork with ham, salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, and sodium nitrate. Those are the ingredients of Spam. But inside of this, I'm holding it in my hand right now. It is empty. And on the bottom, there is this secret compartment where you can put goodies and treasures and secrets into the Spam can. And then you put the lid back on and it clicks. Listen for it. Boom, and nobody can tell what is on the inside. And that's where I wanna go in this episode. I wanna tell you how I use the spam safe in my classroom to foster incredible communication that leads to incredible learning. Now, before I tell you actually how I play the spam game with my students, I wanna tell you about this incredible opportunity to dive even deeper into relationships during the month of December. Starting on December 1st, I am launching a course that is 21 days long called The Rooted Classroom building ridiculously strong relationships with your students regardless of the learning environment that you are currently teaching in. It is a completely online course filled with super engaging relationship ideas, an eight-part learning series that is based off of video that is going to show you how to do some of these ideas. It comes with three Ask Me Anything live events where you can get your specific questions about relationships answered on the spot with me. There's an incredible teacher community and you also get a copy of my book, The Rooted Classroom, The Rooted Classroom Workbook. I'm telling you, this is online PD like you haven't yet experienced this year. 
I know the amount of online workshops and webinars that are being offered right now can be overwhelming, but if you are looking for fun, flexible PD that is going to literally catapult you into the strongest relationships that you've ever built with students, then friends, what are you waiting for? Head over to monicagenta.com slash courses to get signed up. It is at a crazy affordable price for you and your school district to get you signed up. And I am telling you, it is going to make your second quarter and the holidays that are approaching so much fun for you and your students. monicagenta.com slash courses. Let's dive in for 21 days in December and build rooted relationships. So are you so excited to find out how a spam safe creates incredible communication in the classroom? Get your pens ready, get your notes ready. This is how it works. So when I play mystery spam in my classroom, spam actually stands for something positive and magical. Okay, so I've turned it into an acronym, something positive and magical. And what I do before my students log in to my online class or walk into my in-person classroom is I find something in the classroom that is something positive and magical. Now, I teach SEL as my full-time job. Like, I teach SEL classes to 7th graders, 8th graders, and freshmen. That's what I do all day, every day. You might teach math. You might teach science. You might teach social studies. You might teach elementary students. So what I want you to do is think about something that you're currently studying. And I want you to pick something from that. Maybe you are reading a class novel and you are going to take something that's important to one of the characters and you represent that and put it inside of the spam safe, okay? Maybe you guys have been studying um, multiplication facts and you put something like an X, okay? Something like an X magnet inside of the spam safe and it represents multiplication because multiplication is something positive and magical. It helps us so much in our everyday life. So basically what I want you to envision as you continue listening to this episode, is what is something that represents what you are currently studying with your students? Something that is currently important to your curriculum, and we're simply going to turn it into a communication game. Once you have selected what's going into your spam safe, Then what you are going to do is you can put kids into small groups. I've done this in groups of two. You can also have kids work individually, especially if you're working online with students virtually. And what they have to do is come up with three W questions. What I mean by W questions is who, what, where, when, why, or how questions. I am super passionate about W questions for one reason. You can't answer W questions with a yes or a no. If we want kids to learn how to communicate better and be more in depth and get more substance and get more details, we have to train our students to ask W questions. Because when we communicate with those who, what, where, when, why, or how, we're going to dig deeper. 
And so we have to literally train our students to ask questions in that way because over the course of the next week, I want you to consider how often you ask your students yes or no questions. Questions that almost in a, in a way, not on purpose, let them off the hook because they can just say yes or no. Let's have kids dig deeper than that. And this is a great way to train our students and train our teacher brains to dig deeper. So they have to come up with three W questions that are going to give us details onto what you hid inside of the mystery spam container. All right? Three questions. It could be something like, um, where did you buy what you put inside of the spam container? And then you would have to tell them like where you got it, all right? Who would want to use what is inside of the spam container, all right? Then you would have to say like, well, you guys would actually use this every single day. It could be if you're using it in your classroom, all right? Let's say, for example, I put something positive and magical in the spam can like old man candy, because I love old man candy. All right, I love it. Kids love it. It's positive and it's magical. If they said, where did you buy it? I would say, at the Dollar Tree. Who would want to have what is inside of the mystery can? I would say, all the students would want this. This would be something that every single student of mine would want. You could say something like, how much did it cost? You could say, well, um, you know, what is in there? actually cost about seven cents because that's true each piece of old man candy costs about seven cents so what it's doing is it's causing kids to ask really good questions they're taking information and they are processing that and they're trying to hypothesize or predict or gain more information so that they can figure out what is actually inside of the container This is a super simple game. This is a super simple activity, like nearly no prep. And it gets kids so excited because they are asking questions. That's leading to great information. And every single time that you as the teacher answer the question, their brains are going crazy on like, what is... What is my teacher communicating to me? What am I thinking could be inside? And it's triggering more questions. And then they have to synthesize all of that information at the end to predict what's actually in the spam container. And at the end, they have to come up with their actual prediction. And then usually what happens is if they get it right, there's some sort of special prize. If they were to actually predict at the end that it was old man candy, then I would give each one of my students a piece of old man candy. Now, I think this works best if like you and I were playing it together, but I think you guys have enough details at this point to kind of like to envision what this could look like with your students. Do you have to go on the Amazon and buy the spam safe? Heck no. You could print a spam label, all right? And you could tape it around a, like a cardboard box or you could get a Tupperware container. You don't actually have to have the spam safe. You don't even have to use a spam safe, right? I did something when I was a science teacher called Miss G's Mystery Beaker and I hid something inside of a beaker. You could do the fanny pack of fun and you could stuff something in a fanny pack and you could do the exact same thing. The vessel doesn't matter. The communication is what matters. In fact, I would argue, oh, get your pen ready, that our kids don't need stuff. They need us. 
This isn't about the fanny pack. This isn't about the beaker. This isn't about the spam safe. This is about us creating ways for kids to creatively communicate. If they don't want to talk to us, we have to give them opportunities to play, to take a toy that kids see it as a toy, but we as teachers see it as a tool. That's what this is really all about. And I think it's so fun because you can connect it back to your curriculum. It doesn't take a ton of time to prep. You can literally look around your classroom or if you're teaching from home, look around your office space or wherever you're working, stuff something inside of a container and say, let's ask great questions. You guys are going to become great thinkers, great communicators. I want you to solve this problem. The big question is what is in the spam safe or what is in the commu- or the, the mystery container? That's all that there is to this. And so really what I want us to do is we kind of envision what this looks like is a reflective question to you. On a scale of one to 10, how communicative are your students right now? If they're in person, how often are their hands shooting up into the air to participate? If you're teaching virtually, how often are those cameras on or your chat box exploding with engagement? I think sometimes we just have to get a little bit more creative on how we engage and communicate with students. Because at the end of the day, here's how this all connects back to relationships. It's really simple. Here's the closing key point, teacher friends. When we get kids talking, we get kids taking relationships to new levels. It's really truly just that easy. We want students to exchange information from person to person or person to group. And when we can get kids just talking, we can get kids learning on so many different topics on so many different levels. And if a spam safe can do that, oh my goodness, think of the possibilities that lay before us when we just show kids how to ask really great questions. I'm just so stinking passionate about bringing your student relationships to next levels because I think our kids need it right now. Our kids are just really going through a crazy time with COVID and the political just air that we are all breathing and just everything that seems so stressful. We just have to find fun, interesting, different ways to get our kids to open up and talk. And I'm so excited for you to try this with your kids. I hope this has given you just this like fire of, oh my gosh, that is kind of easy and creative. I could do that. Like that's the whole point of this teacher life podcast is I want you to take your ear pods out or when you turn off your car stereo, whatever you're listening to on, on your Sonos or your Alexa that you think like, I can actually do that because you can friends. We can do this. We can bring our relationships to these huge levels because of the roots that we invest in. I hope that if you liked this episode that you're gonna leave a quick review on iTunes or that you're gonna share it with a friend. If you've still got questions about this, that you're like, I think I've got this, but I need a little bit more clarity on something, you guys don't hesitate to shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram. Like, let's continue to connect because I would love to hear how this actually shapes up in your classroom. I wanna thank you for taking your precious teacher time to listen to this episode. 
We are going to have part three of three happening next week where we dive into the very last pillar. But until then, I want to thank you for learning a little bit more about fun communications with students. Go back and listen to the episode from last week about camaraderie. And until next week, where we dive into part three, thank you so stinking much for living this teacher life.